I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Well, hello, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tobacito and... And... Oops, sorry, I had oh. chance. <laughs> I was muted. Sorry, I got a lot of extra stuff blasted. going on here today. Uh, <laughs> uh, no uh, hello. Hey, Tob. Hi, Janice. Hey, oh, Kev. How are you guys today? Good, good. <laughs> Disoriented. Yeah, we are a little all over the place. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Our our listeners don't care, I think, just as long as we record. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> It'll be smooth sailing from here How on out, I promise. How are you guys today? Good. Doing good. Busy. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I'm not too That's busy today. That's a good thing. I only have fun stuff to do today. What do you, what do you have to do today that's fun? Uh, I just have to do this, and then... I'm glad that we're in the fun category. It's embarrassing yeah. to say because I sound like, I don't know, like a 12-year-old, but I'm going to the WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 6.30. WWE? Wait, oh, the World Wrestling? Happened? Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> you're going to do that okay. instead of watch the National Championship of Basketball? Exactly. <laughs> we can't, I can't get away. I, Tom went to KU, so it will be a serious night tonight. Yeah. That's, That's a sport where the fun. outcome is not it's predetermined. It's so fun. So, so I mean, fun. I don't even really care about college basketball, but I freaking love the final eight. I love it when it gets to 16. I love basketball. I love sports. I watch more sports. I mean, as much sports as Tom does. I don't I even know. think you can really call I, I think you might watch more. My mother was like that. My mother used That's to watch. That's cute. Mm-hmm. That's cute that you got that from her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch I any love sports. sports, but but I only really love sports if it's like super competitive, like right now, like down to the wire. I yeah. lo- I love that stuff. I love it all. I still don't care. So are you <laughs> gonna go? Are you gonna go for KU? Who me? Yeah, are you going for KU? Oh, of course. Uh, I, well, I, I didn't know because I know you love tech, so I didn't know if you never rooted for Katie. I, oh, I was wondering the same I thing. I would never do that to Tom. That would not oh. be. I mean, there's a loyalty <laughs> thing. If if he's playing, if Katie's playing tech, I'm going to pull for tech. But I would, I, I would, I, th- I think that he, no, he, and he always pulls for tech if unless they're playing. Oh, that's KU. cute. So you guys cheer for. So yeah. you're always cheering for each other's team unless you're playing against yeah. each other, which I think would make it fun anyway, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're really, we're we're very loyal when it comes to our team sports. <laughs> so we wouldn't, well, we can't. Y'all take it very seriously. So yeah, I think we that do. would probably be really important. <laughs> it is important. <laughs> for your marriage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, well, we need to thank our sponsor for today. This is super cute. There is a man named Eric Burleson who contacted us, 
and um, said that he wanted to donate an episode or sponsor an episode in honor of his wife. He said, just say it's a gift from her husband. It's not anything specific. Just wanted to do something special for her that will take her by total surprise. That is so nice. That is nice. Okay. Kudos to Eric. Great idea. For husband of the week. Really? That is amazing. That's so amazing. That's cute, huh? Yeah. It's awesome. Love it. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So her name is Sydney, Sydney Burleson. And I, I don't know them, but I wish I did. I know it. I know it. That's cool. Kind of wish I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Janice, do you want to introduce our topic today? Yeah. I love you came up with this and I really love it. You said you use it a lot with your clients. So I do. I'd love for you to take the lead if you don't mind and, okay. and just introduce what we're chatting about today. Okay. So the, the title of this is The Price of Nice. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to read you. There's a little, I have a sheet that I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember where and when I, I got this, but I've, I've had this for years and I have talked to people about it. And, and I was just, I've spent the past three days, spent about five hours a day writing, try to finish this ridiculous book. And I talk about this in the book because I think it's really important. And um, so I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you the little paragraph that, that introduces it. It's, and and my copy is very dark, so I'm going to have to try to keep it in the light. Uh, Insufferable nicety, Example, courteous, differential, non-assertive, non-confrontational, etc. does not allow for real relationships that really count. Thanks, Kev. I no see problem. the light. <laughs> In many ways, nice is a cover-up for uh, displaced aggression and hostility at others and often at the, at, and often at the self. When feelings and affect are not honored and allowed to emerge, these disowned and authentic feelings will uh, eventually materialize. Now I have to, can't read this word. My copy's terrible. In unhealthy and self-defeating ways. Example. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep adding lights to Genesis I need, paper. <laughs> I, need, I need a magnifying glass. I need my reading glasses. I need light. <laughs> I can help with the lights. <laughs> no, that helps. That really does help. <laughs> But now you see all my facial flaws. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not on camera and you look great. Okay, perfect. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. When feelings and affect are not honored and allowed to emerge, these disowned and authentic feelings will eventually materialize in unhealthy and self-defeating ways. Example, depression, headaches, sexual dysfunction, substance, and process addictions, passive-aggressive behaviors. So, so... When when we talk about the price of nice, I always think about growing up in Lubbock, and it's a very uh, West Texas and Southern attitude to just be nice. And I can remember my mom saying things like, well, that wasn't nice, or just be nice, or, oh, they're so nice. And so I... so. When I started doing all of my own therapy and working on myself and going to grad school and everything, I, I thought, you know, it, you're not authentic all the time because I'm, 
I'm not always going to be nice. Nice. I, what I try mm-hmm. to do is to be kind, which means that I can say something mm-hmm. like, you know, that just doesn't work for me, which my mother would probably think that would not be nice mm-hmm. to say. But I think that what would be unkind is to say, that's not going to work for me, you jerk, or you, are you, you know, a-hole or whatever it is. And so that's the differential I have is that it's not so much about being nice is about being kind, whereas nice in this example is about being inauthentic. It's almost manipulative because mm-hmm. if, you're, if you've always got a smile on your face and you're always trying to look at everything from the half-full perspective, which is going to be positive, but you're not going to be able to be legitimate with people. And sometimes things just are not going to work for you. And so it's okay for us yeah. to be able to yeah. verbalize that. It's dishonest. Too, it, 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 well, exactly, Kevin. It really is kind of dishonest. And I'm not saying I don't do that. I, I'm definitely someone who's guilty of probably being too nice <laughs> sometimes. Well, you know? I think we're all guilty of this. And I think yeah. that's why it's so... Well, so Janice is really good at saying no. I'm I, not. I can tell you that I'm not nearly as nice as I used to be. <laughs> but, you know, when I... Uh, I've been getting less nice as I, the older I get. Yeah, I mean, you kind of do. You kind of, mm-hmm. when you know, as you're not trying to run for office or cheerleader or need everybody to like you or anything, then it's a little easier to be un, not, not unkind but not nice. So I'll give you an example. Today I walked out to get in the car to come to record and we're putting in a new fence, and the two guys that are putting in the new fence have put the stabilizing boards on the wrong side of the pole. So then they started building the fence to where the good oh, part no. of the fence is facing the driveway and the alley instead of the interior of the backyard, which you always want your the mm, nice part to right. be what you look at all the time. So here I am. Sure. My Spanish was not the best and i'm trying i'm I'm (laughs) pointing at the board saying no 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 (laughs) whereas i just i and i was frustrated then i called the contractor and i said look i'm not the general contractor this is your job this is what we're paying you to do so what i expect you to do is get over there today and tell them to undo what they've done now that was kind but it wasn't necessarily nice because I had a strong tone mm-hmm. of voice about it. And so, but that's okay with me now because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because sure. sometimes you have to be somewhat forceful in order for people to really understand what you what you want or what you need. You can overdo it, though, where you're being nice but still wrong. Kind of similar to what happened in here when we were recording that one Saturday. Yeah. That person was nice about it, but they were totally not cool doing that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She was, so she funny, was, Kim. she didn't call us a bunch of laugh no. creeps or anything. She didn't she yell. Didn't, uh-uh. But she was very particular yes. with her, her words. words. <laughs> Chose her she words was very overly carefully. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which you know she wasn't thinking that. No. Which comes back to the inauthentic That's right. Part. That's right. And I think the thing that's so important about this in relationships with your significant other is that I, 
I, if Tom is frustrated with me, I want him to tell me that. I want us to be able to Absolutely. talk about those mm-hmm. things. And sometimes... No, you can't do it with a spouse or a significant other. No, you just can't. But but I literally was raised to be nice to everyone, no matter how they were behaving mm-hmm. towards me. Just be nice, just be nice, just be nice. So that's what this is about. And... Um, and uh, so I'm going to tell you what happens as a result when we pay the price of nice. Do you have your sheet, Tova? I do. Do you want to read the first one? before we go down that, sure. But before we go down that road, I think I want to say this is, I don't even think that I want to say, I think this is an amazing piggyback off of the last couple of weeks, what we've talked about, like how important it is to feel your feelings. Right. I think right. this is right. a, a perfect example of, of feeling your feelings. And, yeah. you know, when you're being overly nice, when I'm being overly nice and I'm not being authentic and I'm, I'm not feeling my feelings, right. you know, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's not true. Yeah. And Kev, I, I think to your point, and I think it's a really good one, what that does is it does erode trust. I mean, people who are syrupy, so, so sweet, so, so nice all the time, I, they are ve- like somebody who's a little salty sometimes, I, I tend to trust that person more. They feel more genuine. Than, Yes, because you know what? It's not, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, and it's not always easy, and it's not always uh, amazing. And you know, sometimes you have a really bad day, and sometimes you you're in a bad mood, and sometimes you don't love everybody. Right? Like, mm-hmm. how on earth could we love? There's seven billion people on this planet. Are you really gonna love and just? die to be around every single one of them you know i mean there's no way well or um, like them i mean you can love them as yeah, human beings like but not like them you know you yeah. so it's just not a realistic perspective and it doesn't like like we've said it doesn't build honesty in the relationship and if your relationship is not Very built on so. honesty then your trust is going to go and you're not going to feel if, you, if I can't trust that what you're telling me is what you're really thinking, then how can I trust that what you tell me you're doing, you're really doing? Yeah, it's so, 100% true. Yeah. I, um, I officiated an amazing, beautiful wedding this weekend, and it was unbelievable. The father of the bride gave a toast at the rehearsal dinner, and... I have never heard. I was like, wow, we are becoming way more evolved as a people. But his toast to to the couple was an encouragement to them because they they are just they are just such a precious, precious couple, Haley McCollum and Levi Pettit. And he toasted to them that the greatest thing about their relationship that he had observed over the years of their relationship was their ability to be totally honest and authentic. And he talked about how, how many marriages suffer because at, for this reason, I, don't, like, I thought you were going to say marriages somebody, suck. 
What? Say that again, Kat? <laughs> when you said marriages suffer, I thought you were going to say marriages suck. Sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. Well, if they're suffering, they probably do. They probably do. Sorry to interrupt you there. It's just, I was like, oh, I'm glad you said suffer. No, it's okay. No, no, no. But the merit, you know, if you can't lean into what's actually going on and happening, even if it's wildly uncomfortable and it means you, you get angry or you cry or you get your feelings hurt or you get upset or it, it, you know, that, that the ability to be authentic in a relationship has the ability to create true intimacy, which at the end of the day is what we're all dying to have in our relationships. And I would, I would go one step further and say that not only do we want this in our romantic relationships, but we also want it in our friendships. You know, if I have to go to a happy hour with, my four best friends and all I have to do is tell them how wonderful my kids are and how perfect my life is. I don't want to go to happy hour with those people. No. Yeah. 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 Because, because sometimes my kids are really hard and sometimes I think I'm really hard for my kids and sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm stressed and sometimes I'm sad and sometimes I'm lonely and sometimes I'm afraid or whatever the feeling is. And if we can't show up in our life and be the version of our authentic selves, then, then that's not a real friendship. It's not a real relationship. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that we throw away being political and diplomatic. That's, that's, you know, I'm not going to, if, if, you know, somebody keeps canceling appointment over and over and over again, I'm not going to, I am going to be political and diplomatic in the way that I'm able to say, you know, I'm going to have to, and I do charge people if they cancel me within 24 hours, but, uh, but I, but, but if I say, look, I, I just cannot take this spot and know that you're not going to show. And and I don't, which is another reason Janice is better at being nice than me but (laughs) or better kind but not nice yeah yeah no I I think part of my uh my ability to not just be nice is because I'm I'm like I just don't have to do that Mm -hmm. anymore I just I'm not building a business I'm not there's really nothing who has time for that anymore (laughs) yeah really it's true yeah so yeah I've gotten a lot better at it so yeah, that can be good news or bad news. I think it's good. <laughs> but yeah. It, it, it oh, I think it's really good. And, yeah. and you know what I appreciate about it, Janice, is, and I'm sure everybody in your life appreciates, and I hope it's the same thing that people appreciate with me, is however I show up, and this is true about me 100%, however I show up is exactly where I am. Yeah. And, and and exactly how I am. Like there's no hidden, there's no hidden, nothing hidden in me. So if I show up and I'm upset, I'm going to communicate that with you. Or if I show up and um, I'm excited, then you're going to know that I'm excited. Like whatever it is, I promise you that however I show up in any given moment is how I is is who I am. Like how you started and, this and Zoom I'm, call today? <laughs> like what? How you started this Zoom call today? <laughs> yeah, exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted today. Well, exactly. But very, it's like, yeah. You're very you know, honest. I could, 
I could show up and I could, I mean, I, just to give everybody context, like I texted, I texted, uh, Janice and Kevin. I was like, I, I have, I am exhausted. I did a huge wedding. I've had baseball. I had a big dinner party last night with my, and uh, like, I got in a huge fight with Anna Prynne last night. Like I had four counseling appointments this morning. I've been up since six taking baseball. I mean, I'm just t- like, I'm like, I'm going to have to record from home. Like I, uh, yes. And, and, and I do, I did that at the risk of disappointing you two. And I don't ever want to disappoint you two, but I'm also g- going to try really hard to always be honest about what, what is actually happening with Tobis. I appreciate you that. And, and I'm not disappointed by the way. It's no, big no. Deal. <laughs> and you know, I do think now I do think that there are, I, I mean, if I am, like when I, when I uh, were when I was frustrated with the fence builders today, if I had a client coming in, I'm probably not going to display my anger with that person. So there are there are times and places sure. when we fake it till we make it, so to speak. Definitely, because it's going to be in my best interest to maintain a certain demeanor with clients or with, you know, absolutely. so, so I don't, I don't, I think we have to be careful a little bit. I think there's a moderation point about that, about this, that is, if, if you determine for your own well-being that there are, there are times when I really need to be political or really do need to be diplomatic and I don't want to be because I'm frustrated or whatever, then I can fake it a little bit. But it's, I think it's more about being generally able to be legitimate with people sure. as opposed to of just course. being nice. I think we all know when we've got to, when we've got to show, show up, whether mm-hmm. it's professionally or you're exhausted, but your husband has a dinner party that's really important to him that you need to go to, you know, you put you put your lipstick on and you take one for the team. So yeah, there's exactly. a, a thousand. The, the, that's a that's such a good point. And there are times that that you do have to be diplomatic and political and 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 you know. Get, sacrifice whatever yeah. it is is going on for the greater good yeah so okay let's go through these you want to so this this is yeah. the price of so these are the prices we pay if we're being just nice instead of being legitimate okay a nice guy behavior tends to create an atmosphere such that others avoid giving him honest genuine feedback this blocks his emotional growth Makes sense? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I totally think. I so so one question that I had for you Janice when I was reading this uh, or when you were reading it and I was re- going along with it. It says in the in the um paragraph that you read um just to clarify a little bit if I had a question maybe that means somebody else did too, but it said um disowned feelings or hold on disown and and authentic feelings will eventually materialize in unhealthy and self-defeating ways i.e depression headaches sexual dysfunction and then it says substance and process addictions what's a process addiction like ocd or uh, obsessive compulsive disorder or um 
like that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is if you if you disown all these feelings, then they, what we feel we can heal, which we've talked about. And so in order mm-hmm. to get dis, in order to dissipate the feelings, that authenticity and being able to, you're not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna explain if I'm frustrated, if I'm really mad at my husband or if I'm really frustrated about something and I have a client in front of me, I'm not going to talk to them about my frustration or any of that, you know, but if I, but if I just press it down and just try to be nice and not talk to anybody in particular, if I'm frustrated about, you know, like if it were Tom or one of my children or something, then that's going to, that's going to, that's going to affect me. And so what I don't, feel will not heal. So if you have anxiety or something like that, a lot of those, a lot of depression and all of that, like it says, is going, and people, people medicate. They medicate these Uh feelings with different drugs or alcohol or behaviors or food or exercise or sex. So there's a million ways that we can, we can medicate these and Mm -hmm. cope. Yeah. But it really doesn't work. So it really, it, it's more of a cover-up. So so sure. that, so I think that that really is important. Because no, really anybody good. comes to me with an anxiety disorder or depression or OCD or something like that, There's, I know exactly what's going on in the background mm-hmm. or in their head or in their body. Because when you hold that in, you, you know, all your, all of your cells tighten because they go into mm-hmm. a fight or flight mode. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, one um one thing that that was so eye-opening to me when I was getting divorced. I remember, I'm sure I've told this at um at uh, at some point on the podcast, but I remember when I was getting divorced and I came to you and I was like, "Okay, something something really weird is happening with me." And you were like, "What?" And I was like, "I cannot stop cleaning my counters. Like uh-huh. I am <laughs> obsessed with uh-huh. wiping down, making sure my counters are clean. Like I'm losing it. And you were like, makes total sense, yeah. you know? And it was, and I, but I've never known that as a process of addiction. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. You and, were cleaning up makes, your life. You were trying yeah. to clean it up. Yep. And I, and I'm sure just so much of my life felt so out of control that mm-hmm. if at least my counters were clean, yeah. then, then I could deal with it. So Anyway, uh, I love this first bullet that you said, nice guy behavior tends to create an atmosphere such that others avoid giving him honest, genuine feedback because this blocks emotional growth. Right. And that is so, so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have friends, I have friends that are always happy and always in good moods and oh everything's always perfect in their lives that this is what comes to mind when i read this is when i get around those friends i i don't feel comfortable sharing my heart mhm mhm you know i mm-hmm. i don't i feel like i have to not match their joy and happiness and and rainbows and butterflies but i don't I, I don't think I trust my heart with with the with giving them my honest and genuine 
not only feedback, but life, you know? Yeah, it's I like, don't... I'm going to hold... Go ahead. What uh, I was just going to say, I never trust it. If somebody's always happy and always zippity-doo-dah, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Mm-mm. I don't buy I just... That's just not human. And I think that... Yeah, it's not human. Yeah. So... Yeah, and and I think that that's it's very it's very like you said, Tove. It's very difficult to have a relationship that's more than just surface if you don't if you can't t- discuss or feel or verbalize or see that they're having a bad day or they're overwhelmed on occasion or they're frustrated with somebody. You know, it it it, it helps them. Our humanness is just by design. So yeah. we need to feel it, we need to be able to embrace it, and we need to be able to embrace it with others. And if they don't show it to us, then we can't do that. And then what yeah. they're doing is they're robbing themselves of getting support because then if people, if you yeah, say, oh, so I'm true. so overwhelmed, and somebody says, oh, my gosh, I know exactly how this feels. So then it, it builds intimacy like we talked about, and, and it helps that. So. Yeah. Yes. Year, years ago, I I read in a book that I think it might have been Brene Brown who said that the two two of the most powerful words in the English language are "me too." Yeah. 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 You know, there's just something so powerful and sweet about sitting down with somebody that you love and you trust and telling them like like you said last week or the week before unzipping yourself yeah and showing showing like this is actually me like there's a me that the world sees but i'm gonna let you get some a look into really me and then looking at you back and saying oh my god me too it's like ah (laughs) you know it's such a such a kumbaya moment when you're not the when you're not alone, you know, when yeah. you don't feel so alone. Yeah, well it it helps it helps here heal shame because shame is yeah. when we feel less yeah. than because of whatever we're experiencing. And so that it's by so saying, "Oh, yeah, well they get they have those moments also." then it brings us back into our... Then I'm not our, so bad. Well, I mean it brings us back into our ideal of being perfectly imperfect which is the way we were designed. So that's that really it really does make a difference. You're right to it does. Yeah, it does. Okay, I'll read the next one. Okay, cool. Nice. It says nice in quotes. Nice behavior will ultimately be distrusted by others, like you said, Kev. That is it generates a sense of uncertainty and lack of safety in others who can never be sure if they will be supported by the nice guy mm-hmm. in a crisis situation that requires an aggressive confrontation with others. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, and it's kind of just all what we were just talking about. Yeah. Like, are you really it, that it nice? Does or are you just breed a sense of uncertainty <laughs> and a lack of safety in others. What'd you say, Kev? Well, <laughs> Janice was able to read my lips. So I, I said a bad word, but, uh, I said, you know, people are like, are you really super nice or are you just a wimp? But that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> that well, was really you know funny. what? People who can't deal with feelings, emotions, um, setting boundaries, I, like I think that it is easy to look easier to look at 
at, for lack of a better word, those people, you know, who are just super nice, no conflict, no problems, no stress, no worries, don't want to deal with anything. They, they have a house full of rugs that they have, that they have swept so many things under, you know, they are, they are, to me, to I, I don't want I don't want to use that word either, Kev. But like, it takes a a lot more strength to deal with things than it does to lift up your rug and sweep it under. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it takes more courage for sure. Yeah, courage. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and now I don't want anybody to get confused about that. We're not talking about raging at people or being no, physically no, no, no. aggressive. We so we want to good grief. We no. want to be kind, even when we're angry. Even yeah. though we may, and but if and, someone is rude or disrespectful, you need to address that. You know, absolutely, you can't just let it slide. No, it you know. And people will wonder. Yeah, it's not okay. Well, you're just you're... not going to build a good, solid relationship if you have to let people slide. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, go on. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm okay. ready. Okay, nice guys stifle the growth of others. They avoid giving others genuine feedback, and they deprive others of a real person to assert against. This tends to force others in the relationship to turn their aggression against themselves. It also tends to generate guilt and depressed feelings in others who are intimately involved and dependent upon him. You know, I had this one was incredibly insightful to me. Yeah. And I, you know, I had a client that I've had a couple of uh, cutters and mm. these are people that cut on themselves, like mostly adolescents, but they're, I did mm. have one a young adult, and they cut on their thighs or cut on their wrist or cut on their arms, and that is a way to release a lot yeah. of pented-up aggression and emotion. And the in both, let's see, the adult, I don't know really exactly about, I never met her parents, but the other two younger people that I can remember, they, their parents were so nice Mm. that it it never felt legitimate, you know, and, and I, and that, and then the, the, the children were they, you know, they the parents were so nice to everybody and so nice, and it was and they and the children couldn't talk about mm-hmm. negative feelings. I'm so angry at someone. Oh no 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 no! Now be nice, be nice. So they they never had the they were never taught or given permission mm-hmm. to feel. And so what they is as an adolescent, you are gonna have mm-hmm. a lot of feelings. And as a human, I mean, yeah, but especially, sure. but especially yeah. in yeah, adolescence, age. because they yeah. don't, they, it's their hormones, their bodies are changing and all of this. There's a whole lot going on. And so they've got to have an outlet for releasing or to go to yeah. in and sit with the parent and, and, and being able to say, I hate school. I'm sick of my teachers. Mm-hmm. My friends are horrible. And, you yeah. know, so that they have a way to release that instead of just cutting or another thing that yeah. they'll tend to do at an early age is they'll start pulling. They'll pull hair or, or eyebrows yeah. or eyelashes. So yeah. I think that that's important for people to remember because I do think sometimes we can come down pretty hard on 
on adolescents who are expressing not so positive emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've got sure. them, you know. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah, you probably had some I can, last night. I can, attest, <laughs> I can attest to that. You're preaching in the choir. I mean, I her head was spinning and green barf was coming out. And I was like, <laughs> what in the world? But, but you know what? To your point, to your point, Janice, Anna Prynn is beyond stressed about where she's going to go to college. Um, she's, you know, she's worried about this. She's worried. She's working. She's class president. She's got prom coming. And, you know, she's deciding call it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird so time in your her, life. Oh, it is. It's hard. It's a big, big decision. It's huge. It's Everything all, is changing. It's yeah. all crashing down on her. Yeah. And bless so, her heart. And her punching bag is me. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. and, Mm-hmm. which is fine because I'm the adult in the relationship. But I mean, it is, but I have to tell you that this is such an important thing. I think for parents, especially um, about nice guys stifle the growth of others, because I really, I mean, Anna Prynne was losing her shit last night. And I just kind of looked at her and let her, let her lose it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, because it wasn't about me and I, I'm smart enough to know that, but, and I, and in a weird way, I know this sounds weird, even though it, it, it was exhausting and emotional, you know, she went to bed and I, I went to bed after, and I was laying there saying my prayers. And I was like, you know, I never, I never had the freedom to have feelings in the home that I grew no, up No, me ever. neither, Tova. Yeah, I wish my parents would have just let me lose my shit a few I times. I know, I know, me oh, too. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if I had ever talked to my mother in, in the tone and the way that she talked to me, and I understand. Oh, I, I did. That's probably I, I know the root. I know that it's not me. Um, you know, all of it. And so, but I, like I was, I was like actually gr- grateful in like a strange way. Like, wow, my daughter feels safe enough to, that I'm not going to beat the shit out of her like my mom did with me. I mean, I wouldn't even have. Re- I never, ever, ever crossed my mom. Not one time. That's crazy. Ever. Yeah. I I never never the the la- the I talked back. To, I stood up for myself. I was 29 years old and I was married before I ever stood up to my mom. It was always when I was growing up. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, of course. Yes. You never yes. yelled a name I at mean, your mom? Never. Oh, never I never said. did either. I never did either. I never really talked no. back to my mom. I never did one time. I never, ever talked back. I never raised my voice. I never called her a ne- name. I never said I hate you. I, I, I didn't either. was That's crazy. so complete complacent and and obedient as a child it was beyond shocking and i still got the shit beat out of me and but but all to say you know when i was in the youth ministry i remember this boy um he came and talked to me about how 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 sad and hard his home life was and because his home life was so hard he was cutting himself and he uh, you know, if somebody like you and me as counselors, Janice, if somebody's hurting themselves or others, that's when you have to go to the parents or you have to go to the authorities. I mean, you can't keep every secret as a counselor. Right. And so right. I set an appointment with his parents 
to tell them, hey, he's cutting himself. And and so I sat down with the parents, made an appointment, sat him down, told him, and I'm like really upset about this, like really upset about this. And his mom, you're never going to believe this. His mom was like, oh, yeah, I was wondering why all of his sweatshirts when I did his laundry had blood all over the sleeves. Yeah. Wow. And, and I was like, yeah, well, that's why. So then they went home and they said, hey, Tova told us that you're cutting yourself. And, and but they didn't want to deal with it. They just said, are you OK? And he said, yes. And they said, OK. And then he came back and screamed at me in my office. Um, and I know why he was screaming. It's because I, I believe that he was screaming because I told his parents and his parents didn't do anything. About right, it. right, right. And so I just I, I, I read this one about how nice guys stifle the growth of others. And I, ca I just can't tell you how much I've seen it in my life. I know you've seen it in your life. Like this is, being nice is not always a blessing. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 That's true. It's not always the answer. No, it isn't. Uh, okay. okay. Are we at so because do you want to read it? the next one? Is it because of his chronic, is it because of his chronic niceness or did I just read yep. that one? Yeah. Nope. That's, okay. right. That's where because you are. Because of his chronic niceness, others can never be certain if the relationship with a nice guy could endure a conflict or sustain an angry confrontation if it did occur spontaneously. These places, this places great limit on the potential extent of intimacy in the relationship by placing others constantly on their guard. Yeah, they're waiting mm -hmm. for the shoe to drop because mm -hmm. they don't, they've never seen it. They've never seen this person display effective anger or appropriate mm -hmm. anger or that and yeah so they're there it's like walking around on eggshells waiting for that shoe to drop of course i always tell people look even jesus got angry anger is not bad and we've talked about that a lot but getting angry is not bad no it's human <laughs> it's human yeah Okay, the next one, nice behavior is not reliable. That might be one of the most basic yeah, statements true. of all. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, you don't trust them. Anybody who's always nice, always happy, always in a good mood, nothing's ever wrong or hard. Nice behavior is not reliable. Periodically, the nice person explodes in unexpected rage, and those involved with him are shocked and unprepared to cope with it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like what we talked about last time, how like somebody who's hiding their feelings, hiding their feelings, hiding their feelings. And then all of a sudden someone cuts them off in traffic. Yeah. And they yeah. Lose <laughs> we were just talking. It. You know, it's like, uh -huh. it's like the yeah. punishment doesn't fit the crime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, no. Is, where did this come from? Why is that a straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, the nice guy, by holding his aggression in, may pay a physiological price in the form of psychosomatic problems and a psychological price in the form of alienation. I mean, Will you talk about that? Yeah, I think I get it. Do you want to talk about it? Um, I, I mean, I think 
people don't want to be around the person that's always nice necessarily. Yeah. Well, and they and their their body's going to act it out too because they're holding sure. in the you know when you when you when you have feelings and you don't have permission to to talk about it, write about it, think about it, weep about it or whatever, then that that energy and emotion mm-hmm. stays in your body. And so there will be a cost a price to pay for that physiologically yeah. or psychologically mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that. What do they mean specifically in the form I, of alienation? We've talked about here how we both believe that a lot of our health problems, um, not ours specifically, but in general, a lot of people's health problems are a direct result of what's happening psychologically. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think the alienation comes from people not wanting no, not wanting to be around somebody yeah, exactly. that's You're, just nice all the time, but never has any sort of. You can't trust. Yeah, you, you can't trust no. them, and you want. You're like, I don't want to be around this person. If it's too weird, yeah, it is weird. And you know what? I think you can feel it <laughs> mm-hmm. because I think that even if they're not expressing it, sometimes it's going to be like a a form of a fume coming off of their body or you can see it in their eyes or you Mm -hmm. can see it in their gritted teeth. pushes But they've got this smile across their face that I I dated a guy that was just Mr. Zippity-Doo-Dah all the freaking time. And he (laughs) was just, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Just all the time. So you never got any sort of variance in what was going on in his world. And it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. It was exhausting to be around him because the whole time you are knowing they're not being legitimate. Mm-hmm. But then you don't feel comfortable for you no. to be legitimate either. No. Oh, no. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. Janice, yeah. I remember one time you told me that like people who – are always moving their legs, like have that nervous, like the jiggle uh, leg. Say it again, jiggly it's, leg. Uh, the jiggle leg, where they just they've got their leg going. Like, see how I'm doing it right now, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's anger. That's unexpressed yeah. anger. Yep. Isn't that? Uh, I mean, when you said that to me, because I know a ton of people who have that. I've mm-hmm. caught myself doing it before. Hmm. Hmm. I think I couldn't do that if I tried. Really? It's not because I don't have anger in me. I think it's because I get all my anger out. But I mean, moving my leg constantly, that I, there's so much concentration that has to take place. No, it's energy. totally no. It, you don't you don't doesn't. even know you're doing it. Really it really doesn't. <laughs> and that and that is um it's subconscious almost. Yeah, yeah. It's a way oh, it is to subconscious get, for the people who do it. Well, people who are feeling angry have a lot of energy going around in their body. And so that is a way to release some of that yeah. energy by doing that jiggle leg up and down all the time. My ex-husband used to do it a lot. And same with um, mine. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It is an interesting thing. And you see it in people. I think it also manifests in like how often you get sick, how well you sleep. Um, I I mean, I think I think all of it, it's manifested physically for all of us. I mean, I, I think it's all so connected and so tied together. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Okay, so the next one says nice behavior 
is emotionally unreal behavior. It puts severe restrictions on all relationships. And this is a profound thing that it says. And the ultimate victim is the nice person himself. Oh, no, ties Isn't right that into the last good? one. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's and, there, and it's going to be manifested in behaviors or it's going to be manifested in illness. And yeah. yeah, because remember, it's energy in motion. So it's go it's it's running through our body when we're f- having some sort of you know how when you're really happy and you're like you're about to go on a great trip and how excited you are and all of that, mm-hmm. that's that emotion that's surging through your body. So, yeah, sadness, anger, excitement, joy, pain, that's all going to be, it's going to be expressed within our body as well. All right, close us up. This is the last one. It's okay, super Okay, bottom line, get your aggression out openly, honestly, and constructively from a place of Self. Oh, self and other respect, which can only arise from you. Functional enough, functional adult boundaries boundaries without without hiding them or turning them into sterile posture of nice. Being authentic honors a level of mutual trust, respect, and appreciation for the honest. I can't even read this word. Demonstration Demonstration and sharing of one another. Thank you. So I got a backlit screen, so it's pretty easy for me to see. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. You want to read that again? I did a terrible (laughs) job of that. Sure. Uh, Bottom line, get your aggressions out openly, honestly, and constructively from a place of self and other respect, which can only arise from you. Functional adult boundaries. Does that make sense? Which only arise from you, functional adult boundaries? That's what it says. Yeah. Without hiding them or turning them into sterile postures of nice, being authentic honors a level of mutual trust, respect, and appreciation for the honest demonstration and sharing of one another. Love it. Thank you, Kevin, for being my eyes and my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to do it. It's so, so, and I love that in that last paragraph that you read, Kevin, that trust is capitalized. It's in all caps. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I should have said being, that. It's so true. And you said it from the very beginning. Being authentic honors a level of mutual trust that you can't find anywhere else. No. And if, you, if ahead, you're I'm not sorry. giving that and you're not getting that, then then trust has been compromised. And And when trust has been compromised, then the relationship has been compromised. Well, trust is a foundation of relationships. So yep. you're on you're on a slippery slope. Yeah. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I, I'm keeping Skylar and Charlie May, and yesterday Skylar and I watched that uh, earthquake movie with The Rock. You know, did you see that? Kevin? Yeah, I don't try. Was it no? Was it San Andreas? Yeah, it was yep. San Andreas, and the and the all the crumbling of all of those buildings throughout the entire movie. That's what it's like. If you don't have trust in your relationship, there's no foundation, and you're at risk mm. of the relationship crumbling. Yeah, and it goes for all Very relationships. So. Yeah, it does. Friends, yeah, family, significant other. Yeah, it really does, Kevin. Yeah. Even professionally, you have Kevin, to have some element like, of that. I feel like you're really good at this. I mean, I know we both know Janice is, but I also feel like you're really good at this. Like, I feel like if at any given time it might be hard for you to say what's going on or it might be uncomfortable, but I think that, yeah, I mean, as a, 
as someone who's on the other side of you. Yeah, I can express it very um, layman like, and you guys express it clinically. <laughs> <laughs> we need yeah, both. But I yeah. Think that, yeah, we do need both. And uh-huh. I feel like you're really good at, at kind of speak. So I have to tell you both at this wedding that I did this weekend, people always end up talking about my, about uh, our podcast and to me about our podcast. And oh my gosh, people. So the funniest thing was this girl told me that she has a notes section of all of Janice's isms. <laughs> so the things that you said, I want to like, see what that. You think about me is none what of- you think about me is none of my business. <laughs> you will know what you need to know when you need to know it. Like we're on the dance floor. And Captain's like, on the bridge. That's my personal favorite. <laughs> you will know what you need to know when you need to know it. And I was like, isn't it so good? And, and and you know what? I, to, my whole hilarious. point in saying this, and Kevin, they were going on and on about your authenticity and how you just bring a completely different perspective. Yeah, it's so this. great. That is so, that I think is, is more like our listeners than not. Yeah. I think that the things that you say are closer to how they think or how they feel or how they look at things or the questions they have. And so it's just paramount in and vital to what we're trying to accomplish here. Oh, I but I think hope I can that, lend like, some perspective. Oh my what, gosh. Say that again, Kev? I said that's good. I mean, I hope I'm lending some perspective. I don't know. Oh, you totally oh. do. And you know, you know, I I just Absolutely. love that, Tova, and it is it is so humbling to me that we we get that sort of feedback and all we're doing is sitting here talking into the mics, you know, but it's, but I think because we've all experienced a lot of life and some of it's mm-hmm. been great mm-hmm. and some of it has not been so great. Some of it's been mm-hmm. easy. Some of it's been really difficult that we yeah. have can kind of cover the, the whole area of emotional legitimacy because of what we've all gotten to experience and had to experience so that is that's really cool that's oh it was so fantastic but i i was you know sometimes i worry like do we repeat too much and and (laughs) do we are we are we saying the same things over and over probably it takes it takes so many times for people but i mean she was like the captain's on the bridge and i was like (laughs) The captain yes. is so on the bridge. <laughs> but I I just have, I mean, I I get to get out and, and be, I mean, this wedding this weekend was like four or 500 people. And I swear, I think 300 listened to the podcast. <laughs> uh, That's great. But, yes, it's yeah, fantastic. It's awesome. But I just have to like. I, I just want to tell you too that like the the value that you add that's so then the different perspectives I think that we all come at times with life and and emotional health and well-being and perspective and you know where you are as a grandmother where I am as a yep. as a you know with teenagers and Kev you're you're just starting this journey as a as a married guy and maybe you know, one day you'll have a baby Jan <laughs> maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep warning yeah. somebody. Nobody's taking me up on that baby Jan offer. My own children. Joba. <laughs> yeah, don't Joba. you have like nine grandchildren? Joba. Yeah, <laughs> none of them are named Jan. It's not cool. Not, not even a middle name? No. Oh. <laughs> we don't have we're, middle we're, names. We're, 
We're trying to figure out how to combine Tova and Janice. We still haven't done that well. No. Jova. Sounds like coffee. Jova. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Tonis. <laughs> Tonis. 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 <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, we will. We will. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really, really, really appreciate it. We do. And I really appreciate how much people talk about it and share it and send it to friends. And, you know, every day, every week, it just keeps growing. And it's it's very humbling and it's very fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I feel incredibly grateful. Me too. Me Me too. too. Well, get some rest, Tova. Go lie down on the couch and watch... San Andreas. <laughs> oh, I got to I got to grocery shop and oh. figure out my week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm you know, I don't even have Faber or Uber Eats or any of those things on my phone, but me either. Today might be the day. <laughs> Tom does yeah, our <laughs> grocery shopping. Isn't that the bomb? He does what? Tom does the grocery shopping. He goes to Central oh. Market every Sunday and buys food oh. for the house. That is nice. I know. He oh. knows that if I buy it, it's, it's going to be skimpy. <laughs> I need a wingman. I need a wingman. You man. do. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody uh, knows a wingman for Tova, give us a ringy-dingy. <laughs> I can do favor Uber. I'm good. <laughs> well, you guys have an amazing week, and we love and appreciate all of our listeners, and thank you again. Uh, for our sponsor, and if yes. you are interested in sponsoring an upcoming episode, we will always love and appreciate it. We make it super easy. You can Venmo it at Tova-Cedo, or you can go to tovacedo.com and click on the remedy. Perfect. Have an amazing week. You too. Thank you, Kev. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>